1932, only one Chinese athlete participated in the Olympic Games in Los Angeles. He competed in two events, failing to win a medal in either of them. Four years later, at the next Olympic Games in Berlin, China sent a delegation of 69 athletes, including a martial arts team that performed in front of Hitler. China once again returned home without a single medal, though. Fast forward to 2021. China firmly stands at number one on the Olympic leaderboard well ahead of the United States, Great Britain and even the Russian Olympic Committee. What changed? How did China become a leading sports superpower and get to where it is today? This is Siddhant and welcome to another episode of Let's Do Shots. Okay, there's no better way to say it, but China is kinda obsessed with gold medals. It's that kind of obsession that he usually hold interventions for. For the Chinese, an Olympic gold is not about gaining fame or vanity, but a matter of national pride. More than an individual goal, it is a collective dream of the entire nation. Today, China pours more money into infrastructure for Olympic training than any other nation in the world. In fact, it is quite notorious for the grueling sports schools run by the government. Thousands of children are recruited and enrolled in these sports schools each year, where they train full-time, six days a week, and rarely take any breaks to go home. These boring sports academies have sculpted Chinese children into Olympic champions for decades. From the age of six, thousands of children train 10 hours a day with just one goal in mind, to win a gold medal at the Olympic Games. The pressure to succeed is high, and there's a ruthless focus on events that play to their strengths. If you followed the Olympics over the years, you would have noticed that the Chinese are exceptionally good at six sports. Diving, gymnastics, table tennis, shooting, badminton, and weightlifting. This is not by coincidence. This is strategy. Young athletes are funneled into less prominent sports that the country believes it has the best chances of winning gold medals in. They aim to dominate sports that offer multiple gold medals and sports that are underfunded in the West. For the longest time, China didn't really focus on track and field events because they knew Western countries were far better trained in it. Children in China are scouted from all over the country by recruiters. They visit small towns and villages, testing children against a host of very specific physiological criteria for different events. According to one of these recruiters, the body shape comes first and ability comes second. From height and weight to muscle mass and posture, they look for early signs of an Olympic champion. And a quiet dream is drilled into their heads. Children so young don't even understand the meaning of the word champion. All they know is that they're training to be one, about 10 years into the future. Many critics have said that these intensive training programs are virtually the same as child abuse. But the coaches argue that the education and opportunities that these children are getting are far better than most others. They are pressured, but pampered. Many of these children come from very poor families who live in rural areas, and the program ensures the children's physical and psychological needs are taken care of. In fact, gold medal winners are usually offered a high-ranking government job and a hefty sum in prize money nowadays. It's this promise of a bright future that makes parents enroll their children in these schools. But here's the flip side. For most of these kids, the chances of them even making it to the Olympics are actually very slim. 
Out of every 900 preteen prospects, 899 will never wear an Olympic uniform. Majority of these children will not only have sacrificed their childhood, but also their future. With no educational qualifications and no exposure to anything but one single sport, there isn't much they can do afterwards if they aren't able to make it to the Olympics, that is. There are countless stories of teen athletes who were forced to retire due to injuries and are now begging on the streets to make a living, coping with their shattered Olympic dreams. Eventually, student enrollments in these schools started to drop. Parents were genuinely concerned about their children. This forced China to reform their model and abandon the brutal practices that were part of it. They made schools raise academic standards to help prepare students for a life after sports. Earlier, children were taught only to chase gold medals. Literacy and education was secondary. So the country took this step to ensure that sports school students won't come out knowing nothing. While this reform is good, it still doesn't take the pressure of students to win. Attitudes, for the most part, still remain the same. When the now-retired tennis star Lena won the French Open in 2011, she spoke of playing tennis for herself. This offended many people back home and made them very angry. Lena was the first Chinese player to win a Grand Slam, yet orders were issued to media companies in China to stop hyping her win because she said she did it for herself and not for her country. Oh, to be an individual in a communist state. At the London Olympics in 2012, when the weightlifter Wu Xingbao narrowly missed out on a gold, he sobbed before the camera and said, I feel ashamed to face my country and my team, even though he had just won a silver medal. Even today, at Tokyo 2020, anything less than a gold is being seen as athletes being unpatriotic by angry Chinese nationalists. When China's mixed doubles table tennis team lost the finals against Japan, they bowed in apology with tears in their eyes for failing their team and the nation. Once again, they just won a silver medal. While competition is healthy to an extent and gold medals do bring glory, such an unhealthy attitude not only harms the mental and emotional well-being of athletes, but pretty much makes everyone absolutely hate the system. Sport is supposed to be a celebration of the human body and mind. The purpose of these championships is to bring people together. Call me boring, but true sporting spirit is not about winning or losing, but about participating. Hopefully someday this will change, and athletes will be respected for doing their best, irrespective of whichever medals they bring home.